we serve his service. He filled me with purpose. Take your time while you worship him. I'm unplugged from the matrix. Believe without seeing, I'm plugged into the matrix. The Daily Perspective. Welcome to another episode of The Daily Perspective. I am your host, Mr. Daily, and I'd like to welcome you to the new format of the show. So... In the past, you know, we had myself and Dr. Terence Johnson co-hosting this. But um, after a bit of discussion, we realized that the daily perspective was not really what I had originally planned for it to be. We had deviated from that, um, the original kind of mandate or the terms of reference that I had for the daily perspective. And we wanted to kind of, you know, we wanted to make sure that we weren't taking the daily perspective somewhere where it wasn't originally intended to go. That's not saying that imperfectly, or what has now become imperfectly human, wasn't a show that we wanted to do. Um, It was just that the name did not reflect what we had originally planned. So, we had to make a course adjustment, we had to make some correction. And what you have now is two shows, Imperfectly Human, which focuses on what Dr. Terence Johnson and I do, and um, The Daily Perspective, which is back to what I originally planned for it to be. So, what you are, what can you expect from the daily perspective? You can expect me being me. You can expect me talking about the stuff that um, you wouldn't catch me talking about on Imperfectly Human. Not that you know, Dr. Terence Johnson doesn't experience the same thing. I don't know why I keep saying Dr. Terence Johnson. Not that Terence doesn't experience the same things that I experience or see the same things that I experience, but. I wanted The Daily Perspective to be a show where you get a flavor of me, the real me, um, the person that just says it like it is and, you know, like it or lump it. If you don't like how I say it, don't tune in. Tune in to someone else. That's, that's, that's my honest view. If you don't like something that I say, be my guest, tune in to someone else. I ain't forcing you to stay here to listen to me. Bounce, be gone skedaddle bye see you later so um so that's what that's what this is about um look today's show i really wanted to just dive into some i'm, I'm just gonna get straight into i'm not gonna do all the actually no fair let me let me do my usuals let me let me shout out um catch me on the socials so catch me on Twitter, catch me on Instagram at dydaily. Um, and you can catch my blogs on the dailyperspective.co.uk. Now, not the daily perspective, just dailyperspective.co.uk. So I want you to engage with me. I want you to, you know, conversate with me because, hey, that's, I'm a people person. I like to talk to people, I like to hear people's opinions. We might have different viewpoints, but that's okay. That's normal. People are supposed to have different viewpoints. We're not, we're not robots. We shouldn't all think exactly the same. You are entitled to your opinion. Your opinion might not match mine. And um, that's, for me, that's not an issue. So 
with that said, I'm going to get into what I want to talk about today. And um, really, what I want to talk about today starts on starts with something that I've seen on um, on Twitter. And actually, the, the, the way I first came across it was uh, my daughter brought it to my attention. She, she brought her phone down. And she was like, Dad, Dad, have you seen this? Have you seen what people are saying about Sainsbury's? And oh, my gosh, I can't believe how people are carrying on. So me being me, I jumped straight on Twitter and, and wanted to see what was going down and what people were saying. And lo and lo and behold, here we go again. The internet trolls, the Brexiteers, the uh, far right, whatever you want to call these Muppets, have been at it again. And this is what cracks me up about this is what cracks me up about the UK. This is what cracks me up about living in a society that is so-called multicultural. Um, as soon as an organization does something that the far right, whatever, I don't know what to call these people, these dum-dums don't like, they jump on uh, these internet gangsters and, and all these people jump behind their keyboards and start chatting and running their gums and bumping their gums and chatting all kinds of nonsense. And for those of you that haven't seen it, Sainsbury's for Christmas have created a series of adverts. They have created um, Adverts that are supposed to re reflect a family Christmas. Adverts that kind of show that dynamic of um, this is what, you know, this is what Christmas is about. And it's basically different families' views. So the first advert that they released was Black Family. Then they've released the advert that's the White Family. And we don't know what the third advert is going to be just yet. But as soon as these dum-dums saw the black family's advert they were like jumped online and let me let me give you a flavor of what these people said and and i know you don't i know that you already know what it is you know what these people said so give me a second while i open up twitter and just find these this foolishness um you will not be shocked i promise you you will not be shocked so at the point of looking at this, we have had 5,442 comments. And I would not be surprised if the majority of those comments were um, just racially charged um, to some extent. Right, let's see. Actually, so looking at it now, there's some, pos some positive responses have popped up. Um, uh, so I wish I just oh here we go here this is where they start so a lot of Twitter it says some of the tweets from certain accounts have disappeared um, they're just gone so obviously Twitter is getting rid, rid of some of these people but one of the one of so here we go. Turn up Tom says, never shopping in Sainsbury's again. <laughs> like they cared, Tom. Good luck to you, mate. 
Um, uh, here we go. Carol PP9 says, another reason to boycott Sainsbury's uh, because they showed a black family. Good on you, Carol. Um, here we go. Uh, da, 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 da. Here we go. What's her? Who cares what this person's name is? Oh, no, no one cares what this dude's name is. There seems to there seems to have been a mistake, and we are being shown the wrong advertisement. Could we please? Could we have the English version, please? Yeah, good on you, mate. Um, I've just muted at Sainsbury's. Let me see. Looks like it's an Audi Christmas. Another one added to the ban list. Uh, Absolutely sickening. Here we go. I see the white people have been represented well in this advert. Imagine a complete white family. Imagine the uproar. Um, So, Chez. Go back and watch all the other Sainsbury's adverts for the past how many years. In fact, go and watch most adverts on British television and you will see an all-white family. So thank you for your comments. Keep it moving. Uh, OMFG, seriously. Okay. Thank you, Jeff, for your contribution. Uh, here's Here's a fun one. So the UK is 86% white and yet 94%. (laughs) Don't you just love how specific that person is? They 94%. So this guy has basically done the stats, apparently. He's gone and he's collated all the information and all the adverts that are on television and uh, worked out that 94% of the ads are aimed at the BAME communities. Uh, so, so, 80, so the UK is 86% white, yet 94% of ads are aimed at BAME showing either black or mixed face. May I ask what ads represent the majority or has the ad world cracked its woke pants at Woke London? So, uh, no, bruh. What's happened is that they're trying to be a bit more diverse. Your 94% is the most ridiculous number that I've ever heard because you have no fact behind that number. There are no stats. You can't prove it. You can't back it up. You've just reached up your own backside and pulled out a number and then thrown it on, on the internet. You're a troll. Shut your mouth and move on. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, stop shopping at Sainsbury's ages ago. Go work, go broke. Okay. Uh, Oh yeah. Oh, here's a good one. How come Twitter hasn't flagged this as inaccurate? It appears to show the dad in the view, in the video. Wow. (sighs) So I don't want to keep reading all these messages, but, um, yeah, let me, let, me just, let me just say that not all the comments, not all the comments from white people are as ridiculous um, 
it's so here's an interesting one there's a guy jim harris and it says all i see is sainsbury's cashing in on the momentum that is the black lives matter movement uh that's what i find outrageous they know this is they know this is a popular polarizing and controversial subject shamelessly driving huge huge engagement that i am now guilty of so I would actually like that comment because the reality of it for me is that that is what I see. Because if you, uh, I'll just point out that when, when you look at the second ad, the comments on the second ad, um, you still get white people in outrage talking about how a whole white family doesn't um, represent them. So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. To be honest, I take issue to what we have seen since the Black Lives Matter movement happened or the George Floyd incident happened however many months ago. Because it's not really about, it's not really about people trying to be more inclusive and be more diverse or whatever. The reality is it's, the same game that has been played for many years. It's about dollars. It's about cash. It's about the fact that one of the most um, one of the one of the the communities that tend to spend a lot um, tend to be a lot of the, as they like to label them here, and I hate this label, but the BAME community, they are the, the, the community that spend a lot of money on luxury brands and all of these luxury items. A lot of the black community and the Asian community spend a ridiculous amount of on this stuff. We buy luxury cars, we buy designer clothes, we buy tons of jewelry. You've got people that's, that just decked out in head to toe where their outfits are costing things like 20 grand. I still, I think personally, I think that stuff is ridiculous because, you know, for me, that's just, that's just dumb. But each person each to their own. Spend your money. If you've worked for your money, spend your money how you want to spend it. That's cool. That's your, that's your personal choice. Spend your money how you want to spend it. That's, who am I to judge how you spend your money? Personally, for me, I, I don't like that. Um, I wouldn't do that. But hey, that's me. I'm a father of three. I think about more important things. Um, but the fact is that as a community we spend a lot of money there's a lot of commercial value in us black lives matter the black lives matter movement what happened as soon as people started to protest suddenly all of these organizations suddenly became woke um and for me, the reality, for me, what it just showed is that 
just these organization, the boards, the leadership in, in, in these organizations are just opportunists. They're just sharks. Because really and truly, the black people that you have been around, the Asian people have been around for, for ages. We've been here. We've been here. But the treatment does not change. The fact that the representation in the leadership of these organizations does, is predominantly, or not predominantly, is, is 99.9% white, does not change. The fact is you want us to keep spending, but you're not willing to make the changes at the senior levels or to give anyone that isn't white a seat at the table. So putting, putting some adverts out there does not change that. The, the fact is you, the, the, the ethos of the organization doesn't really change. Um, I love this one. When I worked at Barclays, there was a time when they said, oh, we are gonna, we're going we're gonna to have a concerted effort to make sure that to, oh, we're going to have a target to make our board sort of 50% diverse or something by a certain, oh, I can't even remember. It was a, because all these targets are just stupid. They just say the target to sound like they're doing something because I left Barclays at one point. I went back over 10 years later and guess what? The there's, there was still no diversity. There was, um, you could count the number of people that made it beyond middle management, um, the number of, of ethnic people that made it beyond middle management. Um, I've worked in a number of blue chip um, organizations. I've worked in um, some, a number of banks, a number of financial services. Um, financial services companies I've worked for some big names and the story is the same once you get to a certain level there is no representation there is no room for us at the table now that's not this is not me coming on here and saying hey white people are bad blah, 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 blah. no that's that's not what this is about because um I've said it before that what for me this this thing is about privilege. It's not about people being racist. It's not about, uh, it's, um, I think racism is a, is, is a, it's just a concept that has been created. Um, even just a, a discussion that I had earlier today on the Imperfectly Human podcast, we were talking about um, slavery and and you know Christianity being the slave master's religion. One of the things we said on there is that actually, the fact is, it's just it was just the human condition kicking in. The the slave masters saw an opportunity to get a workforce at for very cheap, and they decided to find a way to justify it to themselves. Because they didn't see what they were doing as evil, yet they were so big when, when World War I and World War II came around to say that they were fighting a, against an evil that is going around and trying to dominate the world. Uh, what were you doing through colonization? You know, um, it's the same thing. It, it was just capitalism. It's people being, it's greed. It's all, it was all 
driven by people's greed. Now, but you don't have to you don't have to agree with what I'm saying here. I'm just giving you a, a different perspective. That's what this podcast is all about. It's about bringing a different perspective. But the reality of it for me is that what we're seeing today is people being unwilling to give up their privilege. People don't want to recognize the fact. So we've got two things. We've got organizations capitalizing on a movement, as that guy said, um, which is what I recognize. I recognize it straight away. Really, if you truly want to be supportive of black organizations go or, or black, black lives or whatever, then put your money into the black community. Spend, spend some money with black owned companies. That's how you really say that you support and you believe that opportunities should be equal because let's put it this way. Um, when you are a black business owner, you do not get the same opportunities as your black counterparts. You do not get access to the same funding. Um, mainstream lenders do not lend to you or it's very rare that they do. Should I say, um, it's you go in and you pitch for work. Now you might have the most professional pitch, but because of the color of your skin, there is subconscious um, or unconscious, let's just say, sorry, unconscious bias. That means that whoever is looking at what you are presenting immediately just puts, a, puts an X against your name and you don't get the opportunity. So if we really want to talk about equality and fairness, those are the things that we need to, to challenge. The people that are coming on Twitter and, and, and moaning about adverts, these are just muppets. These are idiots. These are the bottom of the barrel people that lack intelligence, that can't see that they are being manipulated by um, politicians and different political and personal agendas. You know, people think that, that a lot of politicians are here for our greater good. Let me, let me tell you something. The reality is no man is free of any kind of bias. Even me sitting right here, there is bias in me. I have to acknowledge that there is bias in me because when we get into situations that the reason we become uncomfortable in situations is because of our bias. It is human nature to have some element of bias. Now, it's what you do in the face of your, when you're faced with the reality of your bias. Do you sit back and continue to live and continue and operate in your bias? Or do you challenge yourself to be different and to, to operate in a new way, in a way that is inclusive and is born out of love. Um, you know, I'm not going to hide the fact that I'm a person of faith. So for me, I operate out of a Christian perspective. What, what does the Bible say I should do? I should operate out of love. So that's what I try and focus on. And that's what I try and operate out of that. When I'm faced with the reality of my own bias, I try to move to a position that allows me to operate out of love, no matter how uncomfortable it is for me. That's me. So that's one thing. If you really want to support black communities, put the money 
into support and you know su- spend your money with black organizations you can if it's something if you want to buy clothing if you want to buy groceries you can find a black owned store that you can support i'm not saying go and spend all your money there but at least spend some of your money there to show some some real support so there we go that's what you can do there um don't waste your time challenging these internet trolls because no matter what you do you can't you can't change the mind of a fool. A fool will always be a fool. So don't waste your energy responding or even acknowledging these muppets because you can't please them. As soon as they, as soon as they lose an argument, they find something else to go and focus, focus on. And that's, they will always be here. The, what we need to challenge is these organizations that say that they're about inclusive. Um, diversity and inclusion and challenge them to really honor what they say. If you say that you're going to do something, do it. If you want to make your board diverse, you can make your board diverse tomorrow. It's not hard. The fact that it, it doesn't happen after 10 years means that you, you had no intention of doing it. You can't hide behind the excuse of saying that you couldn't find qualified candidates. Guess what? It's your historic policy of not allowing people to, to be promoted beyond a certain point that creates this lack of candidates. It's the fact that you will take a CV that is identical, but because the name is African sounding or black sounding, you choose the other one. These are the, it's the unconscious bias that we need to change. We need to stop supporting all these dumb things of, you know, just jumping on the bandwagon because something is politically correct and, and gives the right perception um, when we do it, because that's what they do. I'm not saying that um, don't go and shop at Sainsbury's or anything like that. I like the fact that Sainsbury's have created these ads but I still question the reason behind it. I question, I do, do I feel that it is genuine right now? No, I don't feel it. I don't feel that it's genuine. I don't feel that any organizations right now that say that they are inclusive and all these things are truly genuine because you do not see it filtered down or filter up, should I say. At the lowest levels of organizations, of course they are. Yeah, you want as many um, faces in in lower ranks, but the real the real show of inclusion is what you do at the senior level where the decisions are made. You can't say that that's, that things are fair when we still live in a society where we have all the rules and all the laws and all the things that govern us, be all the senior police officers, all the senior medical or the chief medical officer and all these people, the, the, the top government officials, the top, top lawmakers, um, the, the people that sit on the boards of all the banks and all the top corporations, you all put out this agenda of inclusive of diversity and inclusion, but the, the, 
the table is all white. So really and truly, if you cared about diversity and inclusion, you would have black faces at the table to make sure that the laws and the things that you are passing and the policies that you are putting in place are truly fair. But it's lip service. And what I've seen from a lot of, you know, research into history and colonization and all of that stuff is that that the UK, man, you guys, you guys win when it comes to PR and marketing. This, you do a wonderful job of portraying yourself as being diverse and welcoming. Um, and it's funny because you see it in the language. So in a perfect example, we had uh, Michael Gove and we had um, Matt Hancock. Both go on TV at one point and say, uh, the UK is the, oh, and no, sorry, sorry. So I take that back. It wasn't Michael Gove. It wasn't Michael Gove. So apologies, Michael Gove. It was Matt Hancock and it was that, Muppet Nigel Farage, where he went on TV and said, uh, the UK is the most tolerant society. I hate the use of the word tolerant because tolerant basically says, we don't really want you here. We don't really like you, but we put up with you. When you tolerate something, that is what you do. You're not keen on it. You don't really like it, but hey, oh, we just have to put up with you. So we, we do. That's what tolerant means. So when do you, so going up there and saying that like it's something to be proud of and saying that you are a diverse and welcoming, commu- uh, welcoming nation or whatever you want, whatever foolishness it was, it's, it's nonsense because th- your choice of words Tell us exactly how you feel. So all of this pandering, uh, all of this where people think that the the UK is pandering to ethnic minorities. No, you're not pandering to ethnic minorities because you're doing exactly what you do. You capitalize on, on things that look good, and that can help your commercial agenda. And then once it dies off, you throw it to the wayside and you, it's back to business as usual. So I'm not mad at, at you because I know what to expect. I've been around long enough to know that what's going to happen next. You know, all I'm saying is that for people that truly believe and support in each other, support the same way that you support white owned businesses, support black owned businesses. Um, If you want to truly do a litmus test on your life and see where you stand, consider how you, whether you can really identify where you have benefited from the fact that your skin is white and see whether you would you can empathize with with if you have friends that are black asian or whatever see if you can empathize with their experience 
you know, you may never have been in a shop and have security guards follow you around because it doesn't happen to you when you're white. You won't have the security guard standing at the checkout looking over your shoulder as you're paying for your goods. You don't have the experience of being dragged back into a shop when you've paid for what you've bought because the alarm goes off and someone else has stolen something, but hey, it must be the black guy. You don't have that experience. You don't have the experience of police officers pulling you to one side and searching you with no, for no apparent reason. And don't nobody get, get on here and start talking about Section 60 and all of these things because I work in law, enf- law enforcement now. I know what, I know, you know, I, I have no issue where there's, a, you know, Section 60 is in place. You know, if, if stop and search is in place, if, in that area because of an incident or something. Yes, that makes sense. But it's still used disproportionately. That, when that is in place, it means that you stop, you should stop everyone, not everyone that fits your racial profile or your bias. Stop everyone and search everyone. Simple. Um, so, you know, don't judge that. Unfortunately, we're in a society that is based on bias. People see people of color and they make assumptions. They stereotype. It's just the way it is. We get, we get judged on appearance before we even get a chance to open our mouths. I've had, you know, I've had people looking at me because I'm um, acting as if I'm going to rob them when they're getting into their car. When I'm getting into my own car, not even looking at them, but they're acting all, they're they're acting as, as if I'm coming towards them to do something. Like, you're dumb. Don't judge people on appearance. Now, I'm not, I don't know what your experience has been, but don't judge me based on whatever experiences you've had because you don't know me from anywhere. Because that's, that's just my view on, on, on things. Um, but yeah, as a litmus test, see if you would feel how, see if you can empathize with how your friends of color feel when they are singled out for things or when they are rejected from things that they clearly shouldn't be because they are overqualified and things like that. Feel the trauma, try and, try and empathize and try to put yourself in, in their shoes and see how on a daily basis they're subject, subjected to trauma. And then an advert comes out and it's like, hey, we're not even allowed to enjoy the advert because little Mr. No Brains over there that has had 90 something, that 90 something percent of the adverts are aimed at or catered to gets upset because one advert comes out that caters to a black face or an Asian face. I mean, living, being a person of color in this country is nothing but constant trauma. 
And then I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get the comments about, well, then go back to where you came from. Uh, yeah, as soon as you guys leave. How about that? Stop coming on holiday to the Caribbean. Or stop coming over to Africa to do business and get more access to the, resource, the natural resources in Africa, the oil and, and the gold and all those things that you've been stripping from those nations for hundreds of years. How about that? You don't, you don't want to talk about that bit, do you? You don't want to talk about the benefits. Listen, there is one race, the human race. And for me, everything is underpinned with love. Love, treat people how you're supposed treat people how you want to be treated, all, all of that good stuff. Um I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up about, about that topic because the, the problem is when I start talking about that stuff gets me fired up and it get, I get highly irritated by um, all the stuff that I see on social media and stuff like that. And sometimes I just feel like I should just not go on social media because you, it's an endless barrage of nonsense. But um, yeah, that, that was, that's just my take on what's been going on that, on, on that whole Sainsbury's versus or the UK versus Sainsbury's. Listen, I'm not here to support Sainsbury's. I'm not here to support the other side either. I'm just talking about the facts. The facts is that, uh, yeah, Sainsbury's, thank you for the advert, but there is a commercial agenda behind it. There always is. They wouldn't do it if it wasn't going to make them money. Um, that's, that's just my view on that. Um, and on the other and the Muppets will always be the Muppets, so ignore them. They're always going to have something to say. And those people need to go and take a history lesson, learn some of the facts, um, and stop spouting nonsense before they know anything. They're just, just shut up, basically. Shut your mouth. Go sit down. That's, that's, that's just my view on that. Um, so just on, a, on, a, on another note, because obviously I am a person of faith, I'm just going to touch on one last thing before I kind of breeze out of here, jet out of here, and go, go chill and relax. Um, I like to kind of bring <laughs> some, bring some, I don't even know why, well, I shouldn't even be laughing at it. I'm not laughing at it. I'm not laughing at this. Well, I'm laughing at this one thing. So uh, a friend sent me an article uh, a few days ago and yeah, just the, ah, I don't even know what, I don't even know how to describe this, but um, let me, let me see if I can find you. Let me find it and tell you what the headline was because the headline to this thing was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. And um, I don't even know. <laughs> so it's, Pastor accused of anointing church sister's vagina gets bail. <laughs> so when I read that, I was like, um, say what now? He, he anointed what? <laughs> I was like, how does that even happen? How do you go into, how does someone come to see you for, I don't know, church counseling or like 
how do we get to a situation where a pastor is anointing a woman in the church's vajayjay? I'm just asking the question because I'm baffled of how it, dude, what did you think you were, you didn't think that at some point someone was going to say that, yo, I, I'm, I'm not here for this and I'm reporting you to the cops. You didn't think that was going to happen. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm baffled. So many. So what did, what happened with this? I, I then went on and then, um, so, so actually this guy, this guy has been, um, accused of rape and grievous sexual assault. He's been granted bail. Um, but yeah, there, the, the story is someone that's developing. Let's see what happens with this guy. But then I kind of got, got onto doing a bit more research to see what's going on in, in the Christian world. Um, uh, I'm now I'm not getting into, I'm not, this is not about judging anyone or anything like that. But then we saw the situation about um, Pastor John Gray again, and the emotional cheating. And um, I was like, man, I, I was shocked. I was shocked and kind of heartbroken at that one. Um, then I saw the thing about Pastor Carl Lentz and his affairs and all these different people now coming out saying he was inappropriate with them. And I was just like, oh, man, come on. And then it got me thinking and, and you know, the reality is these guys are human. And again, the human condition is underpinned by pride. We are, our pride gets in the way. And sometimes we get full, we can become full of ourselves. And sometimes we, we put ourselves in positions we shouldn't be, but we justify it because of the, because of the way or the, because of the pedestal that people put us on. And we start to feel ourselves. Um, and no man is exempt from that. Anyone can fall victim to these situations. Anyone can be in those, any pastor or any leader can fall, you know, just in the same way. It's not like, just because they're pastors, they're no different to, there are politicians that have been in this position. They, there are CEOs that have been in this position. Why do people get all bent out of shape over this? Because they're pastors. Because for some reason, because someone is a pastor, people put them on this pedestal and expect this um, higher moral, how do I put it? They expect a higher level of morality from them. Um, shame on you for putting that person in that position because that person is human. That person is not, is, is, they're, no, they're no different, they're, not more, they're no more special than you. God does not put any extra value on that person than he does on you. So you putting them in that, on that pedestal, you create this monster that, that is then able to go and um, disappoint you when their human condition kicks in. Put, that's, that's it simply. Um, 
So that was just something that, that just kind of hit me. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and talk to you for another hour or for an hour, however long I could go on about that topic. But it just made me think how many people out there are sitting there judging Carl Lentz, judging um, John Gray about what's happened. And, you know, Tony down the road, Chris down the road, um, Tyrone, Jerome, whatever his name may be down the road is doing the same thing. Dude is married and smashing chicks all over the place. But you don't judge him in the same way that you're judging John Gray or, or Carl Lentz. The fact is they're all human. And they, they all make a conscious decision to make a mistake. Um, and one thing that I always like to point out is that, you know, the Bible says he without sin, he without sin cast the first stone. So really and truly, before you go around dashing rocks at them, be, be, be ready to catch your own rocks because you got dirt. Everyone has dirt. It's just because these people are in the public eye, their dirt gets washed out and, you know, their dirty laundry is aired in public. That simple. Um, so really and truly, you know, I would just say pray for these guys because not only do they have to reconcile themselves to their wives and ask for forgiveness from their wives, they need to go and ask for forgiveness from God. And there is a lot of self-healing, or not self-healing, there, there is a lot of healing that is required in their marriage, in their, in their relationship with God and within themselves, because obviously there is something, there is some disconnect within them that has allowed them to fall into the temptation of um, cheating, whatever, you, whatever they define as cheating in their relationship. Um, because some of y'all, some of y'all wild, you got, you know, you got different rules and different boundaries on cheating. And that, that, that's your, that's your thing. Um, everyone's definition of cheating is different. Um, but yeah, pray for these guys. Don't judge them. Pray for them. Uh, consider what they're going through. Well, the Carl Lentz one, what I read was like, he 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 called Justin Bieber his best friend, and I'm hearing the reports of that. Now I don't know how true this are. This is I don't I don't know Justin Bieber and his wife or whatever. I don't know the situation, but the the news reports are saying that um, Justin Bieber and his wife are icing them out. They're ghosting them. They're like, nah, don't talk to us. They're unfollowing them and all of that. I'm like, dude, that's supposed to be your boy, like. Support, you know, I, I'm not saying condone what your boy has done, but don't leave him out there. Don't hang him out to dry. Come on, man. If, that's, if that is where your friendship ends, then were you really a friend? In his time of need? As a couple, they're, they're in need. Because his wife is going to be going through pain. Um... He's going through shame, embarrassment, whatever it may be. Uh, even if he, it's just someone to hold him accountable and say, look, dude, you know you did wrong, right? 
you, you know you messed up. Can't you be that person? You know, that's for me, like people are so quick to judge. People are so quick to throw stones. But the fact is these people are human. The fact is these people have their own personal things that they're dealing with and we're seeing their personal challenges play out in public. Both the wives of these men are going to be in pain. Both of the wives of this men, these men have to deal with the fact that they were deceived or deal with the fact that they were embarrassed by the, by the um, behavior of their husbands. You know, they, they will be feeling like their husbands made a mockery of their relationship, their vows, their, um, their marriage, everything. There's been some, like, you took me for a fool. Come on. These people need the support of the people that are supposedly close to them. So when you see these things of people just abandoning them or washing their hands of them and all of that, man, that's, that's not friendship. That's not love. Love is not, you know, true love is not conditional. It's not like I will only love you when you're, when you're behaving the right way. If you truly say you're going to love someone, be, them, be there for them when they need you. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking about that. Um, yeah, uh, so this, that, that's it for me for, for this for this. First, uh, for this episode, this new format episode, I'm not sure. You know, we're gonna see how we can spice this thing up. But I just wanted to just, you know, drop the first episode and see how it goes. Uh, give me some, give me some feedback. Let me know what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, I actually held it down. And I held, I held it back for you guys because I couldn't. I think I could be a bit. I'm, personally, I'm a bit. I could be a bit wilder than this, but. I'm kind of giving you a gentle introduction to to the other side of me, um, but yeah, give me some suggestions, some some feedback. Give me some some suggestions. Send me stuff, uh, David at dailyperspective.co.uk. Send me some stuff. Send me things that you want me to talk about. If you see an article um, or you see something interesting on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, I mean, send it to me at DY Daily on Twitter, at DY Daily on Instagram. Let me know what's what's going on. I don't see everything out there that's happening. So let me know what's going on in the world. Let me know if there's something you want me to talk about. Let me, if there is something you want the daily perspective on, hit me up. I'll give you the daily perspective. But yeah, until next week, uh, I've been your host, Mr. Daily, and I'm out. I'll catch you on the other side. Peace.